more gay sex words. All right, yes. ready? <laughs> These are the words he says to him. See how the grain is nice and tight? And then yep. the kid goes, should I use my fingers? <laughs> Those are the lines. <laughs> Somebody was trying to win a movie. Yeah, I have no right. comedy for you. My comedy is those no are the comedy. lines. <laughs> Awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because at one point this seemed like a good idea. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Uh, very glad to be here. This job is so. Fun. <laughs> and sitting 989 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, so good to speak with you again, sir. Good to be here as the man who doesn't have to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, Heath, what are we going to be breaking down today? All right. We watched What Would Jesus Do to the Woodcarver? Mm-hmm. It's the big budget sequel to What Would Jesus Do <laughs> 1. Yeah, they pulled week. out all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently the producers parlayed their success from that first one into a serious franchise. So here it is. And uh, they did what any good Christian movie producer would do when they get some money. They went out and they booked Johnny Ratzenberger. Oh, there you go. And he was yeah, worth exactly. every penny. <sighs> also, uh, just in case anyone's not caught up with the plot from the original, a uh, Christian female boxer had just become mayor of Raymond, California. <laughs> but um, don't worry, it won't matter at all because there's absolutely no connection whatsoever between no. the characters of this movie and in part one. Yeah. This one is all about the high-stakes world of hand-cut lumber. So <laughs> get excited. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Um, well, do you ever wonder what would happen if I took the plot of a gay porn... Got rid of all the sex and cast Baby Voldemort and Cliff and Cheers. Well, then you've got a movie. What would Jesus do, too? I'm on board. This movie, I just want to point out, this movie, if you include some old man, young boy fucking, is a fantastic love story. <laughs> an older man whose wife has passed away. And realizes that he has feelings for a young local boy. He takes him under his wing and he fucks him a whole bunch. <laughs> and his parents don't approve at first, but then they're like, you know what? You fucking my kid is helping him out. And so then they, they live happily school. ever after. This is a touching love story, except it's not. <laughs> believe me, we're going to be coming back to that motif a time or two, I do believe. Especially because it seemed like the people who made this movie had no fucking idea that the word wood was often used to describe an erection. <laughs> Holy so shit. Many moments. They just my notes set those are just up. Like, Double entendre, double entendre. <laughs> Just every other line is like, hey, you want to come into the kitchen and help me uh, get this wood? Yeah, put your mouth on it. That'll get it nice and clean. Carve this penis. I mean, <laughs> I mean, basically, the first thing we see the kid do when he meets Cliff is try to help him get his wood up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. And I got to say, speaking of Cliff, I, I was thinking about with it the a pulley, other day. By the way, get, a, get his wood up with a pulley. Yeah, right. Yeah, no shit. No, he had to yank pretty fucking hard. Mechanical advantage. I, I was really like mulling this over the uh, the other day, and I cannot think of a single '80s TV star who has disappointed me more than John Ratzenberger. I was <laughs> mulling through all of them. You and all the women he's made love to. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. It's just like the guy who played Norm seemed super busy, but Chris hit on me really hard, and I was just like, whatever. He's been on TV a whole bunch, but it was not good. It was not good. I took a morning after pill just in case, because I do not want to so uh, before we jump in, I want to uh, touch on uh, uh, what uh, Heath was talking about earlier about how in the world this is a a sequel. So b- before we get to that, so I I, I want to say which which of the two movies would you say was better? Uh, this is a better made movie because the camera was pointed in the right direction at all times. Pretty much, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the acting was better than child porn. It was acting, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. That is all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it, is, well, see, that, it is better than the previous film. Yeah, it's like The Godfather. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly like... It's just like The Godfather. The Godfather. You guys are wondering. I gotta say, honestly, I had more fun watching the first one, though. It, like, yes, there's no question this is a better made movie. But the first one, like, actually, at least you had all that ridiculous bullshit to look at and go, oh my god, they don't even have this... This The camera's not even pointing at the guy who's talking anymore, is it? Holy shit, did he fall asleep? Um, and you didn't get that in this one. It was every bit as boring, but you didn't have all of the basic fuck ups in filmmaking to to have fun with. So yeah, it was actually yeah. a less entertaining ninety minutes. Also, it is. I just want to point out before we get started, it is ninety minutes to the second. <laughs> to the second. Yeah. This this movie is ninety minutes. Yeah. They were like, How long's the movie need to be? And they were like, uh, ninety minutes. And then they turned. It. It's like that kid who has to who double spaces Triple all of his space, reports. Big margins. You got time it. And a half, yeah. all <laughs> Why are your margins so thin? I don't know what you're talking about, man. This is four pages. You promised. <laughs> You didn't give me a word count, bitch. You gave me a page count. Well, of course, I don't want to tease everybody for too long. So we'll take a quick break. And when we return, we'll break down all the exactly one degree more interesting than drying paint action of what would Jesus do to the woodcarver? Hi, I'm Pony D. Are you a couple in the first half of a Christian movie? Do you not have enough Jesus? Are communication and compromise way too hard to communicate in a movie that probably supports marital rape? Well, then you need Tony D's All-Inclusive Fighting Parents Package. You get three full scripts for you, your loved ones, and all the major points you may need to hit, like fighting while expositioning. Well, maybe if you didn't have a job, the baby wouldn't have died. Well, maybe the baby wouldn't have died if you had a job. Or talking about divorce, like it's the murder from Gone Girl. I don't know, man. Sometimes I just just want to divorce her, you know? What are you saying? Man, there are people around. There's people. Keep your voice down. He's joking. He's joking. And of course, skeptical dialogue for when your child suddenly changes religion. Oh, so you're a Christian now, huh? Well, if you're a Christian, how many fingers am I holding up? Oh, we don't go to church anymore. God, I miss church. Tony D's all-inclusive fighting parents package. Because a movie that dealt with the complexity of relationships would require an author who had read more than one book. And we're back for the breakdown, and by the end of the opening shot, you knew this was going to be a better movie than the last one, just like (laughs) from the filmmaking perspective, as we discussed, because immediately the camera is showing you something. Right, it's not shining at the sun, so (laughs) points, I guess? (laughs) Yeah, instead it's shining at a church, and I want to take one second to point out if it wasn't for all that ugly wooden shit, that would be a nice little church. Yes, and this is this is exactly my first note. Here's the thing. The one thing Christians have is that they have some really beautiful architecture 
to their name. Mm -hmm. If you spend thousands and thousands of years finding all the best peasants and being like, hey, man, you're like a genius woodcarver. Make us this giant building to a god you'll never meet. And the guy's like, sure. Do I get an extra bowl of porridge? No, of course you don't. (laughs) But I'll lie to you extra. Okay, fine. There's some really gorgeous stuff out there in Christianity's name. They could not have found uglier wood carving no. right. for what is supposed to be a master carver to do. No. It looks like everyone's first try. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I passed shop because Mr. Haggerty, my shop teacher, had lost six fingers like six years before. And he basically just sat in his office and drank. And what we would do is if you didn't get hurt, you got an A. If you got hurt, you got an F. That was his rule. So what I did is I sat there and I painted this same clear liquid back and forth across the same piece of wood the entire time for an entire shop class. That's what I did in high school. I fulfilled my requirement. It was fine. I, by the end, I had six inches of lacquer on one inch of wood. But that's fine because I would never, ever touch any of those tools again. It turned out better than Anything in this movie will turn out. <laughs> the, the church looks like Mr. Miyagi's dojo or something like that. It's got sunbursts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now what happened here clearly. Okay. So the plot of the movie, the, the wood carvings on this church obviously are pivotal to this movie, but they couldn't find a church with really nice carved wood on it. So they obviously had to take an existing church and just stick these obtrusive wood finials on it, and it looks fucking awful. It looks horrible, and ironically, most of them are prefabricated. Yes. Most of them are very clearly <laughs> yes. prefabricated, not nice. And bought by the hundred. You'll you'll find out why that's ironic in a few minutes, and then oh. over and over again. Because in this movie, prefabricated is code for made out of those babies we bought from Planned Parenthood. Apparently, yes. <laughs> That's how everyone speaks that word. I, I, like at a certain point when they were saying prefabricated, I expected it to be bleeped out. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so we, we're looking at the church. We get our title font. And I want to just point out the title font is like the same font I used in my notes. Um, <laughs> and yet – it this is like worlds better. I'm like as I'm writing. Wow, this is worlds better than the uh, last movie. I'm looking at that font. Yeah. So just to give you an idea of how bad the last one was, but of course, w- w- as we're looking at this idyllic church, suddenly a hoodlum appears. You can tell because he's wearing a hoodie and riding a skateboard. He's got skittles. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Stand your ground, church. Stand your ground. Well, it should Listen, have. I read this article on the Blaze that said if you combine a baseball bat and spray paint and some skittles, it turns into a nuclear bomb. Right? <laughs> the church had every right. To- Great pronunciation there, by the way. Yeah, thank you. So you can always tell because I slow down. I'm like right. nuclear. <laughs> Start to sound the word out. Now, I, I also want to point out, and I, I, I hate to belabor the opening scene before we get to the kids smashing the fuck out of this church um but the music in this movie was so goddamn bizarre i have so many notes on the music uh my note on this opening music is okay someone is about to unveil a very impractical projectile weapon in a robert rodriguez movie (laughs) (laughs) like a missile is about to shoot out of a fucking guitar case or something i've got my mom's bra and this mace, and I'm going to tie them together and use them against the zombies. I call the soundtrack for this movie, Dave didn't know we were recording while he tooled around with his guitar slash piano. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Everything was one note at a time with some little ambient strings. Oh, God, it was so bad. And so horribly inappropriate as well. But like I said, I'll get back to that. First, we got to destroy this fucking church. So that's what's going on. This little hoodlum hoodie 
is is coming through to smash up all the wood on the church. And the windows. And the windows and the stained glass and spray paint liar across the yeah. – uh, <laughs> Right. I wanted Carol Kane to run out and start screaming, liar, <laughs> liar. <laughs> Jesus is a liar. By the way, him writing liar on a church automatically put me on his side. That's the most I will like this character throughout the entire movie. I mean I don't believe in property destruction, but I like his message. I so <laughs> wanted the movie to just end right there. You know, just yeah. 89 minutes of fucking credits after that. Let yeah. all the Christians just stare and go, wait a minute now. What when, the hell we just watched? When, when do he change his man face? <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to change his man face. <laughs> And, um, of course, we also learned in this scene that there's a security camera watching him because there is no God and they can't count on him. Um, right. And then we fade out on a, on a sad little cross. Yeah. Um, so uh, th- then we get uh, we cut to the church the next day uh, where apparently they've caught him on the security cameras, of course. And mom, dad and the kid, Matthew, are sitting there getting chastised by this um, this pimple in a priest costume. Yeah, exactly. He looks like, uh, like, you know how Caligula made his horse a senator? He looks like the crazy pope made a hairless vole a priest. Like, that was Ratzenberger's last thing. He was like, alright, you know what? The fuck you guys. Here, look, and now this one, this one's a priest. Send it to small town America and give it the nicest wood you're gonna find. Yeah, make him look Catholic, but then put him in a Baptist church. Nobody will notice. Also, we get the fair, so this basically scene is, Fighting parents fighting, and they could not be more generically fighting. Uh-huh. They're just like, we're separated. We sure are. I'm mad at you. I'm madder at you. We're both mad at our son, Matthew. <laughs> All right. Yes, now, mom and dad are having exposition. I mean, problems. Um, and uh, apparently, as is the case in many Christian movies, the problems revolve around mom getting a job, that heinous, unholy, unrighteous bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. And dad's very clearly an angry, abusive father. Very, yeah, very because angry. all of his lines in this movie are shouted. All. Well, yeah. for the first two-thirds of it, and then yeah. he completely yeah. changes. They yeah. get all bad. We're not divorced yet. I'm allowed to beat her for that, right, father? You, right. you heard her talk back, right? You heard that. <laughs> The priest basically has this moment where he's like, Jack, Jack, come on, come on. Close your fist. I don't want you to break a knuckle on your tight. Imagine you're holding a bean. Hold a bean, right? Keep the bean in your knuckle. Uh, also, we got to talk about these people's physical appearances. So the priest, again, hairless vol who's been made a priest. The mother in this movie looks like Ted Cruz in a wig. That's what I got for you. Okay, you know how in normal movies they take George Clooney – Right, who's 89 years old and he can only come dust, and they get some 19 year old and that's his love interest. Uh-huh. They did the opposite in this movie. Yes. They got this regular looking guy. He's pretty good looking. He's been in some regular movies. I think this was just like his agent was like, look, I got two weeks between this movie and this movie, then you're back on the set of Arrow. What do you want to do? And he was like, sure, I got $12,000. I'll take it. Why not? Right. So he's sort of a normal actor who looks relatively normal, right? Relatively normal. But he's married to, again, a Ted Cruz in a wig, uh, sort of like if Donald Trump went through a lady cloning machine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I actually kind of like the mom. I, I thought she looked like uh, – like a retired stripper that stopped doing cocaine and started eating food instead, but like in a yeah. good way. Like in a good way. <laughs> you know, like, like a nice, 
thick version of Maura Tierney if she okay. let herself go a little bit. You yeah, know, yeah. Like in a good way. And Somewhere. Dad, by the way, you, you said he looks kind of normal. I thought he, he kind of looked like – you remember Boggs from Shawshank, the, the gay rapist guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looks mm-hmm. like Boggs did a Wrangler jeans commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I had freeze-dried Ron Perlman in my notes, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote down, he looks like the Marlboro Cowboys gay son. Yes, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I also want to point out, the mom obviously went to costuming the first day, and she grabbed whoever the guy was who was in charge of costumes, and she said, you listen to me, you son of a bitch. Bigger shirt. <laughs> Bigger shirt. Because she is wearing quadruple XL shirts in half shirt, half ball gowns in every fucking <laughs> like scene. MC Hammer out. pants, but a shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So while mom and dad are fighting about uh, nothing, uh, the the priest asks Matthew to step outside so they can you know discuss some other stuff. I wanted so bad for him to start be- you know like vandalizing the church again when he stepped out. Yeah. Oh, Matthew, by the way, I mentioned it in the beginning. Looks like baby Voldemort. Yes. Remember Ray, Ray Fiennes' is Voldemort? Mm-hmm. It's just that, but a baby. His awkward teenage phase. No nose, still pale as a snake. Yeah. If he had crucioed someone during the course of this movie, I'd be like, yeah, finally. Thank that God. Makes sense. He looks like the white kid that didn't get the part in the Feed the Children commercial. Right? <laughs> so he's going to be swatting away flies for the whole movie. Yeah, no, like I a, was wondering the entire movie what that kid would look like with skin, but I just can't picture it. Like a 15-year-old fetus with braces. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just came out like that. Now, I, I want to point out that what's going on in this scene because the priest asked the kid to step out, at, like, like, oh, we're going to talk about the kid behind his back or whatever. But then when the kid steps out, the priest is like, I really wanted him to step out so that I could uh, tell you guys about Jesus and how he doesn't want you to get divorced and yada, yada, yada. And the dad is like rightfully pissed. The dad's like, look, dude, I'm taking time off of work to be here. You said this was about my son, you know. Um, and of course, it's a Christian movie, so we're supposed to say, oh, dad's more worried about his job than he is about Jesus. Oh, dad. That's going to cause problems. Gonna, nothing in your life will go right until you stop learning to worry about the world and start worrying about your invisible friend. Yep. And that's going to be the message we learn for this entire fucking movie. And by the way, they basically set this up right away with like, Oh, well, you guys stopped going to church. Well, that's why you're getting divorced and your child is breaking shit and right. also, quitting school. Also, uh, this is going to come back, so I just want to throw it out there. The priest says to them, have you prayed about it? Never underestimate the power of prayer. That's important. He says it in this scene mm-hmm. because we're immediately going to cut over to the next John Ratzenberger. <laughs> Where he'll give the exact same advice again. Word for word. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. He only has two sentences. <laughs> so, uh, John Ratzenberger, he's the one who made the wood originally that's supposed to be really nice, but looks super terrible. Mm-hmm. And we learned that they're building a Sunday school. This is the plot of the movie. They're building a Sunday school. John Ratzenberger's gonna hand carve all the wood. The dad's company wants to use, I don't know <gasps> if I can get through this word without throwing up. Prefabricated wood. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad we have an explicit tag on the show, guys. I'm so glad. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If there are any carpenters in our audience and you need a safe space to go to listen to this episode, please call us. 1-900-Prefabricated. Oh, I said oh, it God. again. Yeah. Pastor's terrified. I don't know about this prefabricated. Is that like stem cells? I don't know. That's yeah. <laughs> 
Also, at one point, when he introduces it, they point out why they use prefabricated stuff. Now he's like, oh, well, you know, it's waterproof and bugs won't eat it and shit. And the preacher's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. <laughs> I do like bugs eating my building. Remind me, did houses do better or worse before we came up with better ways to make them? <laughs> How many 14th century houses are still around? I'm just so, trying to... <laughs> Log cabins are still popular, right? People yeah. still do oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now, yeah, that's how that's the stakes they set up for this movie. And what they set up immediately is dad's talking to the evil boss guy who's saying, yeah, old Ernie will never get that wood carved in time. He's going to slow us down. We, and so th- that's the stakes they set up immediately. Can Ernie carve the wood in time? Those are the fun. And if you're wondering yourself, gee, how will they raise those to cinematic stakes? They won't. They won't. That's it. There's even a scene. We're about to have a scene later on in the movie where he goes, well, what happens if I don't get you the wood? And John Ratzenberger is like, eh. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I guess you'll use your stuff. Right. Cliff can't possibly carve all that wood in 30 days. This creates quite the conflict. <laughs> So the priest is talking to, to Cliff Clavin, and I'm never going to call him anything but Cliff Clavin. His name is Ernie, but he's, he's Cliff. Yeah, Cliffy, uh, Ernie, those are going to have to be interchangeable for the purposes right. of this episode. And we learn that basically he comes up to him and he's like, so someone smashed all your wood. Can you redo it? And he's like, no. Nope. And I wrote in my notes, well, this was a short movie. <laughs> but we learn that Cliff's wife died of cancer. And so he can't carve anymore. Well, and and he says that nobody else can match that detail. And I'm like, dude, I I have a fucking 3D printer with lasers (laughs) and shit. I mean, there's no amount of detail I cannot match. I can make Yoda. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, like setting aside the fact that the wood obviously doesn't look like it was carved by somebody who knows what they're doing. But, you know, you're supposed to overlook that, I guess. But he just doesn't care anymore because a dead wife... Um, and, uh, then of course the priest reminds him that she's not really, de- well, she's really dead, but she's imaginary alive in happy land. Right. Exactly. And we also have a great moment here where, uh, he's, he points out that she was riddled with cancer. And I was like, really riddled with cancer? Like riddle me this Batman. <laughs> when is a tumor malignant? <laughs> How often should you get a mammogram? I don't know, every six months. Oh, all right. I think that's too often. I don't know. Truth is, I don't know. Yeah, Cliff lost his wife to a really bad case of full-body cancer. Yes. Yes. So many tumors, they're actually starting to help kill the other tumors. And then she died. And then we get this little, uh, like, we've been friends and buddies forever kind of concept thing where we learn that the very first plaque that Master Woodcarver Ernie ever carved in his whole life said, what would Jesus do? So, what would Jesus do? Three minutes in, we're already shoehorning that into the movie. And, uh, yeah. oh, by the way, the priest still has the plaque and Cliff still has the knife he used to carve it on him mm-hmm. and during that conversation. And also, fuck off. I, st- I still have the sandwich that I ate that day. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I cut off the crusts. You remember, I didn't like the crusts back then. And I've- I'm still I'm still wearing the same clothes. <laughs> so now we get a five-second scene between the dad and Cliff where the dad – so the dad works for the construction company that's trying to make the Sunday school. And Cliff's supposed to be making the wood. And the dad drops by and very politely says – Hey man, we don't think you can hand carve an entire fucking Sunday school. Would you like to sign this form so you are not legally culpable 
for giving us all this wood so we can use wood that was invented, you know, after people knew what germs were. And he's like, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Basically, yes. And keep in mind that, like, the last we heard from this guy, he's like, no, I don't want to cull- cut-, cut the wood because my wife's dead and everything. And the guy's like, oh, okay, well, here we go. We'll buy you out of your contract. We'll pay you to not work. You just have to sign this paper. He's like, fuck you and your modern prefabricated <laughs> bullshit. So, yeah, yeah. We also get our first look at, at Cliffy's house, by the way, and I just wanted to point that out because everything in the house is made of wood, even the toilets and shit, and I'm, they never say it, but I'm guessing that he whittled that all down from one solid block. Right. His bed is wood, the blankets are wood. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I saw the cabin inside the trees. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, uh, we cut back to old Maddie to see how he's doing, the, uh, troubled right. teen there. And Matt's mom is yelling at him because he is drawn a tattoo on his forearm mm-hmm. that looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was a steal your face with no lightning bolt. But yeah, I mean, okay. It was it was yeah, yeah this skull tattoo that was very well drawn on his forehand. Uh by, by the way, his right forearm, he's right-handed later in the movie. I just He's okay. left-handed. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was left-handed. Oh, all yeah. right. Fuck. Yeah. fuck. Oh, so yeah, ha, ha, gonna, what yeah. would Jesus No, they do? should get some exorcists in there. That's just bad parenting. <laughs> <I don't understand. laughs> Also, just I. This is one of my favorite things about Christian films, so I have to point it out. The leaving an actor on screen for more than three seconds, so they have to come up with some business. At the beginning of the scene, the mom takes her coffee, tastes her coffee, doesn't like it, and pours it down the sink. Yeah. What? Why did she we? Doesn't like her own coffee. Yes, <laughs> and we're never given any explanation. And there's not like a problem with the coffee machine. Nope, that was just that was in there. Like somebody pissed in that coffee right before they started the scene. They were like, they said ninety minutes. We need four seconds. Just, <laughs> I don't know. You don't like the coffee, and you pour it down the drain. Jesus would put more grounds in there. You God. know what? I gotta <laughs> say though, honestly, as a person who's constantly looking for exactly sixty minutes worth of material, there are so many scenes in this movie that suddenly make sense. If you go with the they needed exactly 90 uh, concept, especially that last scene. Yeah, so uh, and we also learned that dad's not coming to dinner again. Right. Too, too busy not being at dinner, I guess. Right, because work is bad in Christian movies. Uh, and so then we cut to Matthew doing his first day of community service. And his job is apparently to poke the graffiti away one <laughs> poke at a time. <laughs> With a fucking hairbrush. <laughs> you just don't know. They gave, they gave him that little Maybelline brush as punishment, I think. But yeah, he's covering over a liar and he's just dabbing it one right. paint atom at a time. And we thought that the first movie didn't have anything to do with the second oh, movie. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> in this movie, they, in this universe, they haven't invented roles. Strung it together. Nailed it. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I wrote in my notes, at this rate, it should be done in 85 decades. <laughs> Something like that. So Cliff comes by and uh, he walks by while the kid's cleaning up and he leans down and he picks up a piece of broken wood and the kid goes, it's called wood. And I'm like, do you just announce whatever someone just picked up? What it's- you got a sandwich there, <laughs> sandwich in your hand. You're driving a car. You're also driving a car. You're also driving a car. Oh, God, this is going to take a while. You're also driving a car. Guys, he just does this while we're on break for lunch. Like, this is not a... That's not in the script. But, of course, <laughs> Cliffy is pissed that this kid would, like, derogatorily refer to his wood as just wood. It's not wood. It's maple. And I wanted the kid to go, like, that's a subset, bro. I can spray paint you a Venn diagram on the side of this church if that would help. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, he has this moment where he's like, that's not just wood. That's maple. Maple makes guitars and baseball bats. And I was like, yeah, man, but shit's made out of wood. Like, yeah, that's right. not, I don't think the kid doesn't think anything in the world's made out of wood. Also, I know nothing about sports. Are all baseball bats made out of maple? No, absolutely not. Wrong, Cliff. Uh, not just maple. <laughs> Little known fact, actually, uh, about half the wood baseball bats are made of northern white ash. So. Well, there you go. I, I just, when he started saying that, I wrote in my notes, bowling pins, guitars, baseball bats, shrimp scampi, grilled shrimp, fried shrimp, <laughs> shrimp kebabs. Yeah. Anywho. Right. And then, then he explains that that's actually special wood. That wood is flaming quilt, at which point I wrote the Eli Bosnick story. <laughs> <laughs> and as though we weren't enough of the Eli Bosnick story, he then immediately goes, you want to see what I can, this is an exact quote. Cliff says to the child, who he has never once met, right. you want to see what I can do with wood? Come up to my place. That's yeah. what yeah. he says. Main character. <laughs> Listen, 50-year-old kid I just met, if you want to see what I can do with wood, come on over to my isolated house. You know where it is. Yeah, that's Check it. Check it out. That's it. And again, we're not going for gay porn. So... Right. Bizarre. Again, if it was gay porn, that does make sense, right? Oh, yeah. It cuts to like, bow, 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 and I'm like, all right, I get yeah. it. Cool. That's how they do it. <laughs> now I know which one's the boy. So now we get back to um, uh, dad coming back over to Cliffy's place because he said he wanted to leave the contract there for the day, and then he's, he's, he's showing back up for it. But God damn it, Cliffy hands it back to him unsigned. And, and by the way, dad's wearing a ridiculous leather man bracelet from like Hot Topic. It looks, looks stupid without the matching chain wallet. It's yeah. crazy. He, he looks like a surf coach that tries to fuck your fiance on your honeymoon. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Pop back down. I know Pop exactly that look. Do yes. <laughs> um, also, I want to point out Cliff acts like a free citizen or an independent citizen getting pulled over for a speeding ticket. Yes. When he gives him the paper, he's like, hey, man, you need to sign this. He's like, I don't need to do anything. Do you know that according to the Constitution? All right, man. <laughs> can you stand up so I can tase you till you poop yourself? <laughs> and then we get uh, Matthew showing up to admire Cliffy's wood. <laughs> it's kind of a yeah well okay so the first thing we see though actually we see cliff in his wood shop or whatever and we see him having trouble getting his wood up uh, can't get his wood up hey kid i sure can't get my wood up would you help me by using this leather saddle <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pull on it again if this movie is a gay porno, it's fantastic. It's imaginative. It's fun. It's touching. <laughs> and the cinematography is great compared to the gay yeah. porns I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, Most of them because they're filmed on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> stop sending me these, Noah. Could... Stop. Stop. <laughs> stop sending me these. Don't give me your cell phone if you don't want this stuff. I, I love too, by the way, because they have this conversation about the history of wood here, where where Cliff's going like, "Yeah, wood's been used for thousands of years to build stuff," and the kid goes like, "Thousands? Come on, like thousands? What, what did you like, think since the be creation of the earth?" Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just exactly since the creation of the earth. Not before then. Not no, before then. Right at six thousand years, that's when they started using the wood. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he reminds him that Jesus was a wood carver, which he wasn't in the Bible at any point. But yeah, okay, he was a carpenter. It's the same thing, I guess. Fine. Right. Also, I, I want to point out, uh, the kid points out, he's like, hey, why aren't you in school? And the kid's like, I quit. And it's like, you quit school? We learned that this kid is 15. Mm -hmm. You can't just no. quit school. No, doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's not how it works. Believe no. me, if it was, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't recommend that kids stay in yeah, school. No, and also, don't listen school. to this fucking show. <laughs> yeah, nothing about this show. <laughs> no one who is young enough to think about quitting school should be listening to this show. They should still be Googling how to do a puzzle in a thunderstorm. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> also, by the way, while we're on the subject of reasons why you shouldn't watch this show, you also shouldn't watch this movie because this is another line that comes out while the old man is talking to the teenager that came by to check out his wood. He says, do you have any interest in doing something this old? Now, Gay porno! He's talking about wood carving, but, uh, you know, it just isolated. Right. It's way more fun. Uh, also, he has this weird moment. He's showing him all the knives that he has. He's got like six different knives or whatever. He's showing him all those different knives. And I'm like, this would be the great start to a horror movie. If, he's yeah. goes, if he goes, oh, dropped out of school, huh? Looks like we need to teach you a lesson. And then that next time we see the kid, there's just like, you know, whatever, like one lung is hanging out or something. And he's got half a face. That would be fucking <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, very cool. I like Saw. Yeah. Cliff's wearing the smock like he's the character from Hostel. Like he's the bad yeah. guy. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's not. And instead, this list of six tools impresses this kid that he is now in the wake of a master craftsman. Yes. Because he goes like, so this is a carver, this is a chipper, this is a planer, and the kid's like, how'd you learn so much about wood? And he's like, you mean those four words? <laughs> yeah, are you a genius? <laughs> you must be like the Hannibal Lecter of wood. Yes, yes I am, son. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Well, and of course, they also have to talk about how awesome Jesus is and praying is. Uh, because that's part of yeah. wood apprenticeship. Right. And, and this is where Cliff says, you know, he's done some bad things in his life. And I'm so hoping that we're going to hear John Ratzenberger's story about when Shelley Long blew him at a Golden Globes <laughs> after party. But no luck. Nice. No. Early episodes. Diane, like it. <laughs> she was asleep. I should have known better. I should have known better. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Oh, shit. Also, um, I, I, I want to point out, if, in case you're wondering if we'll get all the old-timey G-shucks kind of bullshit that we've come to love from these movies, at one point, Cliff said, I could use some help around here now that I've got a hitch in my giddy-up. Yep. <laughs> he said that. in my giddy-up. Someone wrote that down on a piece of fucking paper and Again, paid someone else to say it. Again, all of this makes sense if it's a gay porn. Well, no, yeah, right. <laughs> Hitch in the Giddy Up is the gay version of the puzzle in the thunderstorm. So, uh, <laughs> right. so th now we get our, our first of at least three wood carving montages. Yeah. And it's just all, it's so shitty. We're supposed to be looking at it and being like, oh, beautiful. But it really, it just looks like, just like, crunk, crunk. Look, it's a square. Well, and that's the thing too, because like, look, if they were actually carving something really awesome and intricate or something, these may be interesting, but they're not. It's no. just like geometric patterns and stuff. It's yeah. like you're watching the, um, you know, the wood carving show and they're like, this is the cut to commercial shot. Anyway. Right. Also, the kid has this great moment where he confesses to Cliff. He's like, Cliff, I want you to know my dad, he's, he's prefabricated before. And I just want you to know about that. And he's like, get out of my house. <laughs> no, but instead the dad realizes that he's at a stranger, strange man's house. Without telling anyone, but that's not what he's upset about. No. He's upset about him helping with the construction project. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, cause dad, dad goes off on him, pulls up and goes off on him, and there's nothing in there about like, you can't go to strangers outbuildings and shit full of knives and restraining equipment without telling us where you're going and shit. It's, don't you carve that wood? Right. 
For no reason. He just, like, doesn't like the idea of his son carving... Well, they, see, I don't know. In a convoluted way, later in the movie, they kind of established that Dad's partnership is somehow with this construction company is somehow contingent on Cliff not carving the wood in time and them getting a big contract with the prefab company. You see, and we're going to learn that about ten minutes before the end. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> that's apparently why he doesn't want his son to help him. <laughs> But the truth of the matter is that if my son was an absolute beginner who needed to be taught everything and I wanted to slow my competition down, that's a great fucking way to do it is to send an absolute amateur right. in and be like, hey, man, will you teach my kid your craft <laughs> while you're trying to do this big job? It doesn't speed up the work. But also – and I wrote these down back to back on my notes. OK, so these are all uh, things that the dad says or paraphrases of what the dad says. So – um don't try to parent my child, stranger that just met him, the bad guy. I don't want my kids slave laboring for you, the bad guy. Right. We'll pay you to not work, the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Am, am I understanding this correctly? The bad guy is the contractor who's rebuilding the Sunday school at the local church, and the good guy is the woodcarver who's holding up the construction. Yes. That's, that's what's happening yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man, it's about to be winter. Everything will get wet, and this project won't get done till next year. Yeah, fuck you. I like a I, – I shine my shoes with spit. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know Seems why that's – You want to see what I can do with wood? No. <laughs> You're trying to fuck my kid because that's my territory. <laughs> And speaking of which, that's what we get in the very next scene. Uh, uh, dad is showing up. Now, dad and mom are separated, so apparently dad only shows up at the uh, at the old house to yell at the kid. Right, and I wrote in my notes at this point, you know what I like about this movie? It's one-third over. Okay, I saw that in your notes, and it was so nice to see. I was so comforted by that. I'm like, oh, it is, isn't it? Like, by the end of the movie, I'm like, it's 149, 229's through, guys. We're almost done. Yeah. <laughs> Also, this in this scene, again, this is maybe just a podcaster in me, but you can hear the air conditioner in the background of this entire oh. goddamn scene. Yeah, very clearly. It's bothered the <laughs> shit out of me. I'm Even like, more ironic from a company called Shut the Gate Productions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you don't shut the fucking gate. Should have been shut the noise gate uh, pictures right. and they would have had that down pat. But so the, the the dad shows up and he says, we need you to talk with you about quitting school. Why were you working with that old man? Is yeah. that the big problem with the uh, quitting of school? <laughs> right. Also, he walks up to the house and there's like a bag of leaves on the front lawn. And this otherwise beautiful, pristine mansion is, quote unquote, falling apart. Oh, yeah. He's like, this place is falling apart without Look me. This. There's, there's rats everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, basically this guy for this scene got taken aside by the director at the beginning of the shoot and he was like, hey man, one word, yell. <laughs> 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 Not just this scene, but virtually every scene he's in, he only does yeah. angry. I know you're the softer side of Sears, but you're gonna need to ramp it up, get angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> so they get, they get into a big family fight, big family fight, it was fun. So then Matthew storms off because they won't let him go carve wood with a stranger, and the parents have some more fighty fight fight time. And, and the fights they have are just so fucking stupid because, yeah, they, the movie doesn't bother to think, like, 
I wonder what they're fighting about or anything like that in, in, in advance of writing the dialogue. It's just like, why don't you ever finish your thing? And I've said a sentence. You said a sentence. Well, I'm going to say a sentence. Where are you headed to? The beauty parlor? And she's like, that's so hurtful. You know they won't let me in there. <laughs> <laughs> don't yell at your mom like that. I learned it by watching you. That, that, yes, that also there's happens. literally yes. a moment he says, like, you don't talk to your mom that way. And he goes, like you. And I was like, I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. So, all right. So now we cut to um, Dad and the evil contractor boss. They're sitting in a car across the street from Cliff conspiring against him and his damnable hand-carved <laughs> wood. Yeah, they're doing like a stakeout. Yeah. Well, even to the point where they've got the little light sitting on the uh, the dashboard. Now, it's just their construction light or whatever. But at first, you think there's a couple of cops checking them out. That's yeah. what I, I wrote. The cops are staking out. Nope. Nope. Not CSI would. Just <laughs> the dad and his boss. Yeah. Well, and, and as if that wasn't bizarre enough, they immediately after that throw you this curveball. The kid is run away and wants to live with Cliff. Hey, man, I have <laughs> right. met now twice. Yeah. I'm. Can I come live with you? And sleep in your woodshed? And look, here's the thing. If this is a love story, it makes sense, but it's not, so it's terrifying. <laughs> exactly. And so at, at the very least, Cliff says, I think I'm going to have to call your parents. So his parents come over, and they have a fight at Cliff's place about right. why he should live at Cliff's place. And I got to say, I was I was glad that there was some yelling in this scene because I was getting sick and tired of all of this sedate shit with mom and dad. So they yell about nothing again. Uh, right. during and there's this, this great one. moment where he goes, now this is none of my business. He goes, you're damn right it's none of your business. And I was like, but it's in my living room. So, <laughs> so there is so that. It's, it's in my home. <laughs> so yeah, right. So Cliff offers to keep the kid in a shoebox upstairs. He'll poke some holes in it or whatever. And it's just so fucking weird. It's like, okay, the fact that the kid wants this is, is, is completely unexplained. It makes no sense in the movie. The fact that Cliff wants this is completely unexplained. Um, in the movie, but at any rate, yeah. So he offers to keep the kid, and the parents are just like, Meh, you know, I mean, yeah, you've got a lot do? of knives, so uh, you get fucked, you get fucked. If he acts up, you know, yeah, right, right. What are, what are we gonna do? Have him stay at the church? We know he's gonna get fucked there. <laughs> <laughs> at, least at least he here might it's get 50, murdered 50. in the woods. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Learn a skill before you get fucked. And now we get the most awkward uncomfortable scene in this movie to me oh my god this, this is, is crazy you're talking about when the kid walks downstairs yeah for the yeah. for the breakfast right. scene here now for some reason they decided to to have the kid in his boxers for this scene because they fucked the night before all <laughs> well, right because they fuck because this is a james randy biopic and they did a bad job of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this kid don't google that <laughs> so, so. It's just jokes. I'm just making up fun jokes. Just, <laughs> nothing's real. No, he does. This kid walks downstairs just dripping with gay sex. He might as well be wearing one of Cliff's oversized T-shirts, smoking oh. a cigarette. <laughs> right. Ridiculous. Wearing a kimono. Yeah. <laughs> hey, someone crawled out of bed. <laughs> and Cliff's like, hey, uh, good morning, teenage boy without pants. Let's have a normal day. Let's, let's no, eat breakfast. Just... And I wrote down, what would Jesus do? He'd have breakfast with a teenage boy who's not wearing pants. Yes, yeah. yeah uh, I wrote down the lessons we learned. The music in this scene, the robot just realized that it too has the power of love. <laughs> God, Jesus, the music was so bad in this thing. Um, so yeah, so they're having this awkward underwear conversation where the kids like, or where where Cliff's like, okay, now if you're gonna live here, 
you have to, before you do anything, I need you to ask yourself a question. Or you got to make me a promise. Oh, yeah, right, right. And I was right, so yes. sure he was going to say, don't tell the cops. <laughs> <laughs> but the promise is WWJ. No. Yes, exactly. You see, Jesus came down to earth. Let me stop you right there. I decided to move back in with my mom. <laughs> right. Well, here's the other thing. The kid has not heard of Jesus. Like, he's like, Jesus? Like, the gardener? I think it's Jesus. <laughs> the guy down the street who works at the Smenderlands. Yeah, that's, that's Jesus. It's a Spanish name. And then he goes, he says two things that are not true. He says, would Jesus quit school? Jesus quit school. Yep, yep Jesus quit <laughs> And that. then he goes, would Jesus vandalize the church? Jesus vandalized the church. He turned the Remember, table over. people and... selling stuff. And he doesn't like that. Well, I was going to say, so the kid wasn't violent his... about it. It would be great if the kid was a biblical scholar and stood up and was like, oh, shit, I should have whipped some people while I was there. <laughs> Fuck, you know you're I, right, Mike. I, bad. I, I forgot the violence. Tree. Little known fact, <laughs> Cliffy, if you, if you read some Richard Carrier, you'll find that uh, your entire life is based on a lie. Check it out. Uh, yeah. Also, by the way, I felt like I felt like this scene with uh, the kid coming downstairs was improvised. Like, the kid wasn't even supposed to be in the scene. It was just Cliff making breakfast by himself. But the kid just walked in with no pants and started crushing it. And the director's going crazy. Crazy, like big thumbs up. <laughs> Please come here, rolling, rolling. Keep it going, keep it going. This is great. I think honestly, it just said somewhere in John Ratzenberger's writers and shit. At one point, this kid will not be wearing pants. We will do a scene in this movie where he's in his boxers. God damn it! And I didn't get that out of the last Christian movie I did. Um, so yeah, so they bond over some oatmeal and some wood, and then we get another uh, wood carving montage where they and. More gay sex words. All right, yes. ready? These are the words he says to him. See how the grain is nice and tight? And then yep. the kid goes, should I use my fingers? Yes, Those are the lines. <laughs> Somebody was trying In to win a movie. Yeah, I have no right. comedy for you. Yeah. My comedy is no those comedy. are the lines. <laughs> My comedy is that I went back in time and I created a clone of myself and the clone wrote this movie. <laughs> and they never figured it out. Holy shit. And then this is where we get some uh, some backstory with uh, with Cliff where he's talking about his, his, his wife. He's like, oh, Christine? Well, she's my heart-wrenching backstory. I mean, my dead wife. or I mean, my wife. She's my wife. She was my wife. When my parents died, I was 15 mm -hmm. and they left me a maple orchard which at the age of 15 i used to build a house <laughs> my wife who we can assume was around the same age instructed me rather than getting care for myself to become a wood carver which i have done ever since since i was 15 yes my wife when i was fit yeah back in cliffy's day you see they didn't have all these fancy uh, incandescent light bulbs and whatnot. Also, by the way, the music for this scene is now we know why caffeine is for losers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Um, all right. So then we, uh, we, we cut to, uh, mom who is now coming to see Matthew at Cliffy's house. Uh, also, I know people are really tired of like sponsored content, but I have to point out that mom's costumes were provided by Cover Your Muffin Top Incorporated. <laughs> CoverYourMuffinTop.com <laughs> forward slash gam. Uh, give 15% off the first order. I use it. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it 
was it was funny because like it, it, at first I thought that mom was they were doing that thing that they do with actresses where they make them look all frumpy and unattractive at the beginning of the movie and then they get prettier and prettier as the movie right, goes. And then but bam, 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 nope. bam, bam, bam. <laughs> but no, she, she just stayed the same the whole way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now I'm I'm definitely you know I was definitely on the side of the antagonist of the during this scene because like I was definitely in favor of that kid um, not staying with the lonely strange man that they didn't know which uh, apparently makes me the bad guy yeah because the mom's like you can't stay here with this stranger forever and he's like you're not a real family and she's like you know what fuck you you stay here i hope you get fucked he's like already did (laughs) breakfast in the morning well now i do want to say um in matthew's defense being a dismissive bitch to your mom and family is exactly what jesus did that's true. He he recommend not only did he do it, but he recommended it. So you know he's he's living up to the movie's title a little more than they probably think. But I do want to point out that he's doing his schoolwork now, even though he's a high school dropout because Cliff is magic dad. Right. Uh, and then mom comes out to have a heart to heart. However, did you do it? Talk with Cliff. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there's this great moment where she explains that, you know, oh, we couldn't be married because, well, I don't know, no Jesus. And he, he says to her, Christine and I had something many couples didn't have. And I was like, swinging? <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember watching Key party? Christine face down in a pillow while three, four men whose names I didn't even know just counted her over and over again. I shut streams of jism over all of them. <laughs> Lick them all clean. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cliff gives her some uh, marriage advice, and he says, we put ourselves in the hands of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord killed my wife with body cancer. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? And Mom's like, uh, no, this is very confusing to me. I, I do not see what you're saying. Well, and-, and Mom has a moment where she goes, Jesus wasn't married. And he's like, yeah, but the Bible has good advice. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, the Bible has a part that says, cut your wife's hand off if she use a distraction HJ. The Bible is not... <laughs> The Bible is second only to couplehood in movies and books I would not recommend people read for advice. <laughs> well, and also, like, okay, so then right after that, the very next question that she asks is, how can that Bible help my marriage? That thing was written over 2,000 years ago. And Cliff's like, well, I'm glad you asked because – and then the kid comes out and interrupts the scene. Yeah, the kid like they, is they, the and jingle they never keys. go back to the yeah exactly exactly. <laughs> He's like, oh well, I actually can tell you chapter and verse. Hey, I'm here to say something. <laughs> oh um, well, in that case, uh, I'm gonna go back in and do my homework. <laughs> right, right. Which they didn't even have anything for him to fucking say. Um, right. Now, I just want to point out, for whatever it's worth, my wife and I have been married. It'll be 19 years in uh, on Valentine's Day. We have never had a fight in 19 years, and we don't have Jesus. I'm just going to throw that out because according to this movie, that's impossible. Well, this is, this is another thing too. I'm not married, but these, all of these movies are like, I don't know. I've, after this many years of marriage, there are bumps and bruises and there are hard times when we didn't love each other and we thought we belonged with other people and we fought and I hit her and she called the cops <laughs> and put their knee in my back and I wouldn't stop resisting and then they had to check the body cam so I dropped the complaint. Anyway, this happens in all marriages. 
And literally the biggest fight I've ever had in my relationship. And look, I've been with my fiance, soon to be wife for five years. The biggest fight we have ever had is I laughed at her when she got killed by a bird in Zelda. That is the biggest <laughs> fight we've ever had. The Bible had no solutions for that. Don't try to rob the shop in Twilight Princess. That's the solution. That's our biggest fight. That was our peak. I don't even think my wife and I have had that. But yeah, right, right. So now we get uh, <laughs> we get Cliffy's Oscar clip. We have this... first of two Oscar well, clips. Right, to be right. Fair. Yes, yeah. Let me not sell the ending of this movie short. But we get this weird flashback dream memory thing where we go to him with his wife finding out that she had the cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And boy, do we see why John Ratzenberger doesn't get the meaty roles. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does like this half crying, oh, so half bad. talking. He's like, no. He's like, because he's instantly like, like, eh, there must be some kind of mistake. <laughs> right, right. Oh, no, my baby guy. <laughs> it's like fucking the Adlers came back to life to do this scene. <laughs> Whatever, you guys are making fun, but strong disagree. <laughs> strong disagree for me. Cliff, Cliff Clavin was, John Ratzenberger was amazing. He was making me cry. He is such a good actor. It's very confusing to me, actually. I was having a very, very emotional reaction at that point. Well, in the movie. I, I gotta say, he really got me with that very next scene because apparently he, he wakes up out of a dead sleep because he can, smell that someone is about to burn his wood or something someone is burning the wood yeah whoever could it be i can't who imagine. has the motivation <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah they they douse all of the wood they've carved in gasoline and set it afire oh and then the kid runs out and he grabs the hose he starts to put it out and cliff's like no 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 kid it's already gone it's too late and it's like, no, man, you should probably still put out the fire. <laughs> Your house is there. Everything near you is made of wood. Everything on this Remember property. How you made Your toilet paper wood? is wood. Right. But then, Scratchy. you know, you see him looking at the wood and it's all sad and, and he, and he really sells it. It, it, it was, that was a little heart wrenching. Right. And as, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little choked up. <laughs> right. So I guess as we watch the wood that he loves so tenderly smolder into the choking black soot of despair, we'll pause for a respectful moment of remembrance. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Ernie carve the wood on time? Are those really the only stakes this movie has to offer? Yes. But stick around for all the <laughs> whittling still to come in the perplexing to properly punctuate adventure that is, what would Jesus do to the woodcarver? With two movies under our belts and one more to go that all ask the important question, what would Jesus do? We felt it would be only fair to ask the same question ourselves. So using our Patreon dollars and by going back in time and explaining to ourselves how it worked, we built ourselves a time machine and went back to ask him some questions. So please welcome our guest for today's show, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. How are you, sir? Who is this woman? Why do you wear clothes so tight to your body? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Heath, just hold him down there for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, it, got it. Sorry, long uh, hair. I forgot. Also, uh, God damn it, he smells. Uh, yeah. Great idea. Bring a first century nomad into the recording studio. This is lovely. Why do you talk to the fruits of silver? Oh, yeah. Right. The the microphones. The um. Dude, seriously, there is no Febreze that's gonna get this smell out. Does not exist. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, no. I just <laughs> breathe through your mouth. Okay. So, hey, dude, how do you feel about abortion? I don't know what that word means. He's like, he's like wet with grease. <laughs> what is happening? 
All right, well, while we try to calm the Savior down and clean him up a bit, I guess we'll get back to the show. Help, help, there's a fire. Not to worry, it's me, Pastor Man. I look like someone dressed their penis up as a priest. Thank the Christian God you're here, Pastor Man. There's a fire. Have you prayed about it? Never underestimate the power of prayer. Uh, what? Pastor Man away! Help! Help! That burglar is burgling my purple burglar alarm! I look like a pink turd. Have you tried praying about it? Never underestimate the power of prayer! Oh no, he's got my red leather and my yellow leather! Oh man, I know the right decision to make in this inconsequential circumstance, but a combination of cognitive dissonance and indoctrination prevents me from admitting that the answers to these questions are well within my personal moral purview. If only there were a way that I could think thoughts and then attribute the solutions I come to to an infallible source. What do you think, Pastor Man? No idea. I look like someone pickled Vincent D'Onofrio. All right, we're back, and now that the single most influential person in history has had a shower and some weed, I think he's ready to answer some questions. Uh, he freaked about the letter for like 20 minutes. He still won't give it back. Yeah, well, you know. Fascinating All right, about the letter. so, Jesus. First question, and it's a big one that people have been wondering. What was the core of your message? What do you want us to know about how to live our lives? This, this sticky makes fire. You are gods? Still not gods. Honestly, I just, like, this is a lot. I can't, I mean, I, so this fire stick is not a god. How, how many hundred men are in this land? Uh, it's like eight billion on the planet now. Oh. And a whole heck of a lot of them want to know what you would do. So, what do you want us to know? Oh, well, um, I hate fags. And we're back to this steaming turd for another nibble. And as much as I expected the post-wood-burning scene to just open with Cliff hanging by the neck from the rafters, he somehow managed to pull through. And darn it at all the gumption, he's going to try to carve that wood on time any know-how. Now to solve the mystery. Who had motive? <laughs> One person. Yeah, One. exactly. Now, here's the thing. This actually would have been interesting if the dad had done it. Spoiler alert. Dad didn't do it because no. that would be a plot. Because if the dad was an <laughs> arsonist, him getting back together with the mom would be really fucked up at the end of the movie. <laughs> but it's not him, so it's not that interesting. But for now, before we found out about that, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Right. So they they have another one of their, like, you know, what would Jesus do moments over the wood together where, you know, they decide that, you know, Jesus would – not quit school and that dad, the kid would still be happy and, and getting educated if uh, the dad didn't hate Jesus so much. And uh, we get a little bit more of the whole, well, we used to go to church, but then, you know, I wanted money, so we didn't. And, and then right. divorce and, you know, kid right. quitting school. It's, it, that's, it's just that's the formula. Right. Right. Cliff explains to the dad that he's not mad at church. He's just disappointed in church. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not church. It's me. Um, and by the way, the music for this scene is um, you just unlocked a new level in Wii Sports Resort. Yeah, right. And the uh, the message we get here is that um, evil corporate overlords and their atheist lumberyards are killing small town America. I, yeah. I, Somebody had to say. It. God, I mean, finally. Yeah. But can we spend <laughs> at least another second? Wood on the doesn't burn that hot. <laughs> <laughs> But I want to, I do want to talk about sort of the Luddite 
undercurrent of this entire fucking movie because this entire movie is sort of like back in my day when you needed wood carved we had a system that was inferior and uh, more expensive and more laborious where you more often lost a finger and those were the good old I'm days I'm gonna get and hurt by the end yes. of this movie right in a way that would never happen with prefabricated <laughs> wood <laughs> <laughs> fucking industrial revolution ruined everything Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so then you, we get, um, Matthew and Cliffy driving around and the kids saying, do you think my mom and dad will ever get back together? Cause, you know, in case you forgot what the stakes were of this movie, we wanted to mention that again. Right. Uh, to which Cliff's response is, you should pray about it. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Once again. And, but I do love how in this movie everybody says that, but the prayers never actually do anything and never, and nobody ever gets the shit they were praying for. Right. Uh, but this also leads us to the, boy, I wish I could have met your dead wife, uh, moment where Cliff takes him to the grave so that he could. Well, when he says, he goes, uh, I wish I could have met her. And he goes, you want to meet her? And I wanted so bad for us to have a Rose for Emily situation. He was like, well, <laughs> why do you think I always lock the bedroom door? <laughs> Come on in. You want to turn to fuck her? She's pretty much full at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> you ever get a mattress wet? That's what my wife's consistency is oh, like at this point. <laughs> right. Squish, squish, squish. <laughs> I want to stop laughing quickly so you'll stop elaborating on that joke. (laughs) Norm! (laughs) God, he said Norm again. (laughs) So yeah, so then we come to the, uh, to the graveyard so they can talk to, uh, the uh the the dead lady for a little while and the kid is acting like you know it's he's somewhere between like occasionally he's like six years old in this movie occasionally he's like 31 because now he's talking about she's not really alive is she you know like what do you do you not know how dead works you're 15 right exactly well because the mythos of this movie needs to be explained so thoroughly that they need to explain the whole talking to the dead people delusion is okay because everybody does it i guess yeah yeah, uh, it, I, I love to. At one point, he goes, uh, "Does she talk back to you?" And I wanted Cliff so bad to go. Christian women don't talk back. Yeah, exactly. But I told, told her twice <laughs> about that. Wait in a truck. <laughs> so, and of course, also again, we have to be reminded every two scenes about the stakes. So the kid actually says out of nowhere, "How are we going to get all of that wood carved?" And you know, and I'm thinking, not by talking to graves, guys, but. Uh, He's like, we're going to work really hard and pray. He goes, you think someone we know started the fire? And Cliff goes, the cops can't figure it out. And I'm like, it's the perfect crime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he says, well, I filed a police report. (laughs) Meanwhile, cut to that uh, scene from Lebowski. Yeah, we got him working in shifts, man. Who burned your wood? Why would I write a book about the crime I committed? That's crazy. Of course it was. (laughs) That guy. So, yeah, so now Matthew runs off home to solve the guy in the hat killed the other guy in the hat crime. And this is another instance, another great instance of what you were talking about, Eli, about them giving uh, Christian act movie actors too much time on screen before the scene starts. <laughs> yeah. 
Because the mom is sitting in the fucking uh, in the living room holding a cup of coffee like at arm's length. At arm's that's exactly what I wrote in my notes. Just holding a mug at arm's length reading like, like you do. Yeah, but, well, I, I expect her to go, oh, this is a moving picture. I forgot. I'm sorry, guys. I thought we were doing stills. I'm so yeah. I'm so sorry. That doesn't She's make used to stock any photography sense. for weight yeah, watchers' ads. <laughs> You sure you guys don't want me to stand on a scale looking disappointed in myself again for the last time? No. Thank you for bringing your own scale. <laughs> Could hold so, a shake weight. So, uh, so yeah, so he goes out back to the, uh, to the shed and damn it if the gas can isn't empty. Mom's been huffing again. Or no, I'm sorry. Dad may have burned the wood. And the kid's looking at the gas can like he's looking for his stash. Right. <laughs> like, I kept expecting him to finally pull up some stuff and pull out a bag of meth and be like, okay, great. Never mind. Never mind. Cool. We're good. It's okay, Mr. Ernest. I can, I can loosen my asshole up. Just give me 20 minutes in here. Oh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then he goes to the mob and he's like, well, uh, I got some bad news. Um, I'm pretty sure dad's an arsonist. And mm-hmm. she's like, that's crazy. That's nuts. Yes. I mean, granted, there are millions of dollars of lumber money at stake here, but, but dad wouldn't commit a felony over that. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Be realistic. And then he asks his mom in the weirdest part of this movie. Yeah. He asks his mom to help them. Yeah. To come over and help <laughs> them carve wood so they can get it done on time for free. Quit her job. Yes. Yeah. Th- she would have to because she's about to start a new job and she's like, I'm starting a new job tomorrow. I can't come over and cut wood. He's like, what would Jesus do? Not and, quit his. T- I, th- and that- the mom looks him in the eyes and she goes, honey, that question doesn't work for everything. And he goes, why not? And she was like, I don't know. Here, look, uh, where do germs come from? See, Jesus wouldn't know. <laughs> He'd be scared and afraid of the words. He'd want me to cover my arms and my face, right? <laughs> doesn't work for everything. <laughs> yeah so uh oh and then also like um we we get again i don't get these moments in christian movies maybe you guys can help me out here because we get him and cliff are standing there and they're going like uh and he's saying to the cliff he's like well why don't you just pray that uh 10 guys show up to help us and he's like why not pray for 20 chuckle 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 but like aren't you just pointing out that your thing is fake that i mean right. like I, I can't, it's a movie can't you just like ignore the fact that you could just i, 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 can, I can explain you see god okay. is like asking a catholic girl for a blowjob <laughs> and you can't do it you can't do it so if you're gonna ask her for a blowjob you might as well ask her for a puzzle and a thunderstorm that's <laughs> the point that cliff is making he's like oh you want god to help us out well why don't you just ask god for a golden throne made of bears what we do is we wait until something good happens right you wait until mm-hmm. she gets drunk at her sister's quinceanera and she blows you in the car and, back, and then you say that God answered your prayers. I see. Then you ask her while she's finishing. I got you. Okay. All right. No, no that makes at least as much sense, I guess. You know, it's funny. A, a blowjob analogy always does it for me. That Thank always you. clears it right Thank up. You. Okay. So I'm now. I'm a teacher of sorts. And, oh, by the way, I wanted to mention too, because you did the the puzzle in a thunderstorm crossover joke on Scathing Atheist. I must have got like 30 fucking people messaging me going like, I Googled puzzle in a thunderstorm and didn't find anything. I'm kind of scared to go deep web and look for that Try the Tor browser. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, you wait until Dada gets to Reason Con. <laughs> I'm going to get Tom and Cecil in a bedroom. I'm going to lock the door. When we come out, everyone will know what a puzzle on a thunderstorm is, and they'll agree that that email from the professor was snarky. 
And by the way, yep, that has real trollish, has real trollish. Where is the nearest police station? With why there's no reason gone this year. Um, so now mom shows up to help them carve the wood, where she and she reveals that by the way she was fired from her new job over this. Yeah. Right. What would Jesus do? He'd, he'd get fired from his job so he could do a few days of temp work as a wood carver. Free. Free, free temp free. work. Cliff is yeah. not offered to pay anyone. Keep in <laughs> mind, he's getting paid for this work. There's a contract involved. Right. And also, let's point out, how did that conversation go? Hey, I know I was supposed to start this week, but I just need an extra week before I start. Oh, uh, sure. What's what's the problem? I need to help my son carve some wood <laughs> for a schoolhouse. Oh, you are fired because you're a schizophrenic. Got it. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I just want you to know that I'm going to talk at you at my support meeting at Curves for Women this week. Like, you're going to be all I talk about. <laughs> So, and of course, you know, old, old, uh, cinematic rule, two wood carving montages aren't enough. Right. <laughs> get, I was thinking the same thing. So. And I, I wrote down, uh, somebody gets their finger chopped off, please. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Cause in real life, somebody definitely loses a finger in, if any of this. Well, well especially when you put, yeah, you put two complete amateurs that have no idea what the fuck they're doing yeah. in a giant wood carving shop filled with, yeah. You know, really heavy pieces of wood and knives. <laughs> right. A finger gets lost and some idiot refuses medical attention because that's what Jesus <laughs> Just a do. flash cut yeah. to mom crushed under a beam and <laughs> right. then being like, oh, right. That's why That's why yeah. it takes a while to do this Let shit. Let it happen. <laughs> Let it happen. She's going home. <laughs> Put her yeah. next to my wife. <laughs> squish, 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 squish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know that we Two needed different the consistencies. Is nice. hey, the contrast. You like the contrast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Ernie gets a threesome. Sometimes you want to go fast. Sometimes you want to go, yeah. Squish, 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 squish. <laughs> so, so now we cut to them all sitting down for supper, uh, or soup or lunch or whatever the hell they're having. Um, and the kids are, I love this too. Like the, the writer wanted, uh, Cliff and the son or the kid to be arguing over the seasoning for the soup. And he's going, I think it needs more salt. And the other kid's going, I think it needs more pepper. That's like the level of culinary decisions that banter. they come up with. <laughs> and, and by the way, Cliff lives inside a crate and barrel store. Yes. That, that's yeah. What oh, it absolutely. Like <laughs> Keebler elves. Weird yeah. little gas lights every fucking where. And then just by coincidence, angry dad shows up just as his whole family except him is about to sit down and eat with this guy. Um, I guess he's showing up to yell at <laughs> yeah. Ernie about the contract again. Right. And, yeah. and Cliff... Cliff goes outside, he greets the dad, and he's basically he says, like, yeah, I'm having dinner with your family. Uh, would you like to watch me take over your job as a father? I'll show you how it works. <laughs> then we'll do some cuckold porn later. <laughs> what? 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 Totally down. <laughs> I'm in. Also, I, listen, maybe this is just me because I'm filled with hatred. Has anyone ever been invited to dinner when they didn't expect dinner and gone in? That would be a horrifying. If I ever walked in someone's six o'clock and they were like, "We're just about to sit down. Do you want to join us for dinner?" I'd be like, "No, I don't want to get murdered. Thanks a lot." Nope, <laughs> ne never in my life. I'm all the fucked. I didn't want to get fucked in my life. Thanks a bunch. <laughs> yeah, and then so after dinner, we get mom and dad sitting down and talking. This is the first time in the movie where dad will be on screen and not yelling. So apparently, their love is rekindled. Right. Also, <laughs> yeah, but... I want to point out at this point in the movie, I was so bored that she hands him coffee 
after dinner, and I was like, mm-hmm. mm, nice, that's a nice touch, because I get together with people for dinner, I cook for my friends about once a week, and I was like, that's what, I need to start doing, like, a coffee thing, after <laughs> just completely <laughs> in my own head, this entire, like, what happened to us, well, we lit in Jesus, we need more Jesus, I was just like, yeah, like, just a nice dessert coffee, like, I should get one of those flavor, <laughs> just, that's all that went through my mind, and is in my notes for the following six minutes. <laughs> Note to self, French vanilla. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so dad and mom are kind of fighting, but, you know, dad's being, he's he's kind of calm, but he's saying, he's saying stuff like, you know, I know you're behind this new influx of artisanal wood into the lumber market, you stupid bitch. I know what happened. (laughs) You would hold on to you. (laughs) Well, and I love this. Okay, this is an actual. Uh, exchange that she's like Jack what happened to us and I'm like mm, I bet it's not enough Jesus and the very next sentence is her saying when we stop turning our lives over to the Lord dot 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 yeah. that is the very next sentence so according to this movie if your parents are going to get divorced if you're thinking about divorce just go back to church have some dinner carve some wood everything will be just fine Right. And your abusive husband will eventually learn to anyway, yeah. <laughs> and so. now the son, who again looks like a classroom skeleton in a blonde wig, <laughs> comes in and has a uh, did you kill Jimmy's son moment <laughs> and the Godfather one. Just this one time one you could ask me about you, my Dad. business. And it's not what would Jesus do. It's did you burn my fucking wood, man? And um, that dad didn't. No. Priest burned the wood. And by, by the way, on my note here, music. There's a bloody disembodied breast in that box. <laughs> What's in the so, box? So fucking creepy, the music, <laughs> like the reveal on this. No, I didn't burn the wood. And then we have this big, long dad hug over the wood where they just sit in each other's, curled in each other's arms on the couch. This is bizarre. I mean, like, we, I don't know. So I was 15. I never did. Okay, anyway. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> Oh, and then and then we get to the weirdest goddamn thing that happens in this entire fucking movie. Oh, the uh, the can you go back to school here? Okay, because <laughs> yeah, you know how right. those schools love those high dropout rates and want to protect those at all costs. <laughs> right. So if you drop out of school and want to come back, apparently you've got to go before the goddamn Senate committee on fucking going back to school where they're going to berate you like a fucking Supreme Court justice over whether or not you deserve to go back to public school. Is it public school? Because if it's a private school, I I guess I understand. Don't you give this. Don't you give this movie an out. (laughs) But that's the thing. Okay, but if it was a private, if it was a private school, then he could just go to public school from right. That's so. the thing. If if this school says no, he has a right to go to school. There's no yes. stakes. He can right. go to school wherever he wants. So he comes in, and there's this fantastic moment in this scene that I absolutely have to talk about, where he's they're like, I don't know if we can let you back into school, and he goes, well. And the kid's like, blah, blah, blah. he murmurs something. He goes, what did you say? He goes, WWJD. <laughs> what would Jesus do? And in the most earnest, heartfelt line of this movie, he goes, I know what that stands for. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, no, I know what that is. The this, thing this, on the bracelets. This is the dumb thing that the Christians Continue, say. Anyways, you're a vandal <laughs> who dropped out of school and maybe lit a fire. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. And just when it looks like it's not going to go his way at all. Ernie shows up to save the day, and he gets to talk in this thing, too, because why the fuck not right, exactly. at this kid's private hearing of 
What? Your Honor, I'd like to interrupt. None of us are judges. This is an insane <laughs> thing. But he gives this heartfelt talk where he's like, hey, this 15-year-old's been living with me, an older man, for a few weeks now. Not in a gay way. I mean, maybe. <laughs> probably. If he wants to. Right. I mean, we haven't ruled that out. Right. Exactly. That's not the point. Right now, we just cuddle puddle. It's, it's no big deal. <laughs> so he said, he gives this speech about what a good kid he is. And in a normal movie, the character goes, you know what? I'm going to give you another chance. But instead he goes, no, I don't think I'm going to give you another chance. So Cliff goes, blackmail, blackmail. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And it's the dumbest fucking blackmail you can imagine. You know, I remember back when you and I went to this school, somebody turned the water on and left it on and flooded the whole school, and he got a second chance and went on to become you, so maybe you should... Like, really? Right. That's all you could come up with? You couldn't... I mean, come on, have some kind of balls. That's the horrible thing that Cliff has on the principal is that he flooded the school. He's like, you know, I remember that Norwegian prostitute, and I know, okay, yeah, yeah. you can go to school. You can yeah, go to you school. Go to school. Yeah. Hey, hey, look who's the valedictorian. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so now now we go back to uh, to Dad's work where, once again, they're plotting against Ernest and his damnable wood. And, but dad is having like a crisis of conscience now because he's not really sure if he wants to have secure income and money if it means that Ernie doesn't get to carve the wood for this church. You can see how that would conflict a yeah. person. The evil right. lumber magnate. It's tough, right. tough call. What are you going to do there? So and, and so basically dad says – well, you know what? I don't give a shit. I quit. Whatever. Because all Christian movies are about how working is bad. Right. Because what are you going to watch at home after you lost your job? Call your wife into the living room. You see? You see? <laughs> right. Just like that. You got drunk and jerked off in the bathroom at work. <laughs> Same thing. Same, Same thing. Because I care Jesus, about I my family. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> So, yeah, right. So he decides to drop out of this construction partnership and forego these tens of thousands of dollars of additional income to help his family out. Um, but this is right when uh, the boss admits that he's the one that burned Ernie's wood. He's like, you know, it's gonna, this partnership went in, up in flames just like that wood I arsoned earlier in the film. But, you know, like like they act like this is a reveal, but that's the only other. Right. Who else? What? It's, I wanted it to be Cliff. That would be a reveal. Just like, oh, yeah, there you go. It. it was me. I just yeah. wanted you to stay at the house more. <laughs> Kiss me. Kiss me like I'm dying. <laughs> Kiss me like it's the last time. Squish, Speaking of which, we, we got to bond over some more sawdust here. So we cut back to Ernie and the kid at the shop with, with mom and... Um, oh no! This is where we we get the big conversation about uh, his son. Right. Yeah. He right. and his son fought, and then his son went to the army, and he died of the army. He army yeah. died. Ah, uh, the right. old army death. <laughs> a month later, he was dead of the dying death. <laughs> yeah. Didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah, Cliff's wife died of the, all the cancer, and all of uh, also his son ran away, joined the army, and got killed. Yeah, yeah. God's yeah, the exactly. best. And then he says something about how all sons need their fathers, which is why lesbians shouldn't get married. The last part was just implied. Um, but then dad shows up to help him carve wood, too. Mm -hmm. And here's how dad does that. He picks up a piece of wood. He puts it on a table. He measures it. He measures it. The wood that he's about to start carving. 
And then he grabs a knife and starts carving. Yep. She's like, I want to make sure that I'm 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 carving three feet of wood. Th- there's I- no instruction. There's no, no. nothing. He doesn't no. know what they're doing. He doesn't know what they're working on. He just starts working on the wood, and everyone has a nod like, yeah, he's on our side That's now. perfect. Yes. That's perfect. You got three woods done already. Great. <laughs> Great. Keep doing that. And by the way, this may have been my last musical note, but I have written It's my here, favorite. Music. You're getting a lap dance from a Latin woman you'd rather not see naked. That was <laughs> the... Uh, was the uh, music? Oh my that we gosh! Got that thank one. you so much. I'm, no, I'm good. I'm really. No. I make sure. Oh my! Oh, my cell phone's going off. It's on super gentle vibrate. You can't feel. Here's a tip: just go back to behind the bar with the pole. Perfect. Right. So now the whole damn family is carving wood together, all slaving away so that Cliff can have money that they don't get any of. Uh, you know, because the family that carves together starves together. And the lack of safety measures that you've noted throughout this movie, and, and we haven't really talked about this, but throughout the movie, like, people aren't wearing goggles, they're not wearing gloves, he doesn't tell the kid any safety precautions before he hoists a 400-pound beam, you know, all of this other shit. But eventually you knew this was going to come back to haunt him, and it does. When the kid stabs fucking Cliff in the leg to the hilt. I was so happy. I was so happy. Yes. No fingers cut off, but Cliff gets stabbed in the leg. Perfect. And uh, this scene is totally meaningless. Right. No, there's no reason for this to happen at all. It's not that he's just like, you stabbed me in the leg. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not really hurt. I thought here's how crazy I am. I thought that he was going to die of the stab wound. Yeah, exactly. Because he gets up exactly. and very mysteriously goes, well, that's all the carving I'm going to do. Yep. And I was like, oh, he's going to die. He's going to like go inside. They're well, going to be working I, and he's going to, they're going to come in and find him dead. I thought the exact same thing was going to happen. But like, okay. okay, but, okay, but like that would make more sense from a storytelling perspective than that not actually having any meaning later though, wouldn't it? I, I, I mean, like, like, like this oh, movie would Oh, then what happens, make... which is just like, hey, stab me, I'm fine. Yeah, right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, this movie would make more sense if that happened, and it didn't. No. So, yeah, because they're like, uh, oh, you know, should we take you to the hospital? He's like, no, you know, it didn't hit a tendon, or it's just a flesh wound, you yeah, know? Exactly. And so they don't take him to the hospital. He just, whatever, breaks the fucking chisel off in his leg and keeps going. Hey, I got um, seven chisels in there. <laughs> At this point, the only person that can hurt me is Magneto. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, well, it didn't hit a tendon or an artery. I'm like, yeah, those are the only bad things that can happen when rusty pieces of metal are shoved four inches into your meat. You can pretty much get stabbed everywhere except a tendon and an artery, and you're totally fine. Yeah. You just need to wrap your leg in string. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the rust inside of the rust on the the uh, chisel will will kill all the bacteria that it, form. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So he wanders away, and um, the, the the so now the family and 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 at this point, I'm thinking maybe this is just his scam, right? This is how he gets his wood carved. Right. You know, he finds some broken family or whatever, suckers the kid in or whatever, and rips. And then he's like, oh, you know, I got stabbed in the leg. I can't uh, can't carve. So I guess you guys are gonna have to finish this job up. Which is exactly what they fucking do. Which they do. And so we cut to the big day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, the day, the, 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 um, the due date for all of the wood. And the evil contractor has showed up with his, his prefabricated oh. wood. Mm. Oh. Sorry. And Sorry. 
Not so fast. I've got this <laughs> shitty wood that me and this broken family carved together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Cliff, he delivers like six pieces of wood. That's yes. it. That's, it's, it's like less than you could put so little wood, less than you put in the back of a pickup. So it was either that, his six pieces of wood, or a huge flatbed truck of like pallets and pallets <laughs> right, of right. prefab devil wood. Th- those were the two options. The well, church was that's going because with. you have to use a lot of the abortion wood to make up for the awesomeness right, of that. Exactly. But, but basically, he's <laughs> like got ninety-eight like, Puerto Rican babies. <laughs> so, but but that's the thing is though. Okay, so basically, what this movie is showing you is that the stuff that that Cliffy has managed to carve here is the kind of stuff that you could churn out in like fourteen minutes if you had like a laser lathe or something. You know. Right. So, and I was, honestly, when Cliff got out of the fucking truck, I so wanted him to have had to, like, gnaw off his own leg to get it done on <laughs> he's time. He's just got a you know, stump. Some, yeah, exactly, exactly. A stump, and he's carved he's, his, whittled his own fucking crutch or something. bear trap And at the same so time, awesome. the cops show up to arrest the bad guy for arson. Well, well, yeah, yeah. For, because the dad said, I'm pretty sure that when he said that go up in flames thing. Now, keep in mind, okay, this is what the dad knows. All right, I don't want to get too technical with this movie's plot. But the dad says, or the, the boss said to the dad, this partnership went in, up in flames just like Ernie's would. Based on that, the dad assumes that the, that the boss did it. Well, of course, everybody knows that Ernie's wood got burned, so that's not an admission. But based on nothing but that and the dad's secondhand account of that, the cops are showing up and putting this guy in handcuffs right, in the back of a fucking uh, cop car. So, yeah. So evil arson boss is arrested. Uh, I should explain. The arson boss's last name is Avery, and this is in Manitou County. So that's oh, all so right. To go all right. <laughs> Makes so much more sense now. <laughs> so uh, now angry dad doesn't have a job, and the priest doesn't have somebody to finish his Sunday school. So Ernie and the dad decide that they'll finish the Sunday school uh, and then, together. And then Cliff gives him a knife. Yeah. Gives the kid a knife. Oh, yeah, right, right. And he says, I'll show you how it works when it comes back over. But I also wanted to point out that, like, if you get arrested, um, that doesn't, like, automatically nullify contracts. Your company dissolves instantly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, (laughs) while you're in the car there. And then he, and then Cliff thanks the, uh, the son for all his good work and helping him carve the wood. And then the movie ends, except it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, and it's fucking amazing it's the most (laughs) bizarre fucking shit right yeah so you know how the best way to end a movie is uh cemetery weeping yep yeah Mm -hmm. so did they yes john ratzenberger (laughs) is spellbinding spellbinding as the cemetery weeper at the end of this movie he goes and he talks it's just nine hours of him improvising with a rock he's like hey you got a ladybug on you well, Means you're going to find some money. What the fuck is that? Clearly ran body. out of shit to say. <laughs> and then the last lines of this movie, the last lines of this movie are, I miss you so much. He was talking about cheers. Yeah. So he was clearly, I mean, I expected him to just say like, uh, the cameras are not still running, are they? Uh would, I mean, because that would be bizarre. You guys but... said this was the rap party. <laughs> you just brought me out to a cemetery. It is. Thought cool. it was kind of weird. It is. <laughs> this is the rap party. <laughs> it's like you know when the dog gets the bad disease, and it's when the actor winds up in this many Christian movies. We just, yeah. you know, no. we, for his own sake. Tell me about the Jesus, sake. Cliff. Tell me about the Jesus. <laughs> it's perfect. It's in a cemetery, so uh, you know everybody's name. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
All right, now, that and that's the end of this stupid fucking movie. And if this podcast has taught me anything, it's to never use superlatives when discussing Christian movies. There will always be a worst. There will always be a more boring, which means that there will be a movie with an even less exciting precept than carving wood. That is a guarantee. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if it's not out there already, well, damn it, we found a niche that needs filling. So uh, what do you guys think? We're looking for a Christian movie about a profession even less interesting than wood carver. <laughs> looking for a title and an elevator pitch. You guys got anything? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm switching it over to Jewish, actually. Um, okay, so it's called Sabbath Goy, Saturdays with Maury. And it's uh, the epic tale of a teenage boy who vandalizes a synagogue and gets sentenced to operate light switches for <laughs> an old Jewish man during Shabbos. It's riveting. You don't know how serious a punishment that is until you've tried to operate a Jew's air conditioning system. <laughs> yeah, just right. a little bit less. I just, it's not cold. It's cool. I just want to – there's only – it's up or down. What do you want from me? This is how everyone gets convinced to kill you four times a century, oh, just so God. you know. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Christianity. I'm gonna go with uh, what would Jesus do for the paint dryer? Um, a young troubled man who finds out he's gay gets taken under his wing by a Catholic priest, uh, and they watch paint dry together while they live together. <laughs> that would be a pretty appropriate sequel. All right, well, I guess that's going to do it for our review of what would Jesus do to the woodcarver, but that's not going to do it for the episode quite yet because the just that damn apocalypse doesn't happen every fucking week, which means there's going to be another week next week. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? And please don't say, uh, what would Jesus do three? It's not what would Jesus do three. It's what would Jesus do? The journey continues. With Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, just keep exciting. going up and acting skill here. Uh, but our drifter is back, and he's yes. not hurting anybody. Yes, regular-sized <laughs> Dinklage is going to return. Oh, God, I hope he hurts somebody in this movie. Uh, it, this movie appears to be about two brothers who move to an abandoned church in a bad neighborhood mm-hmm. when one of them is murdered by a homeless drifter who is the not the not Peter Tinklage? No, no, he doesn't hurt anybody. Who so. is the father of two troubled youths, all of whom need Jesus? <laughs> I'm amazed that you got that into one rambling sentence. I, yeah. yeah, I, I had, I, I honestly, I looked at the preview and I was just like, this is about us needing another movie next week. Pretty much, that's just. <laughs> what are we going to skip a bunch of weeks and then do the third one? No, I got to do the third one in a row. So with all that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 23 to a merciful close. Once again, huge thanks to the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful. That's patreon.com slash godawful. And thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Don't you forget about me.
The church and Sunday school were closed the following year after a devastating termite problem. Oh, that's why we use prefabricated wood with plastic lining, said everyone. Matt grew up to be the Dark Lord of the Wizarding World and create seven horcruxes out of wood. Mom and Dad eventually lost custody to Matt when CPS realized that they had both quit their jobs to help out with community service and are very much still divorced. (laughs) 